You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host. Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one Two, of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Joe Rogan Experience Review listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash review. In 2021, mental health is finally a thing. So many people are struggling right now and aren't feeling like their normal selves. Therapy helps. And it doesn't have to be sitting around just talking about your feelings. So what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. You can privately talk to someone if you feel like you're not dealing well with your stress or you're having relationship issues. Whatever you need. Don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better. Because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You can keep it private that way. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is all about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. Again, that's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash review. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. First off, I want to start with uh, Your Mama's House Live. It's coming out tomorrow, so today's the 21st, I'll release this today, that'll be Wednesday. And then I think they give you like seven days of that. But um, I have never joined in to Tom Segura's show and, and done that. But, man, have I heard good things. So just throwing it out I there. What do you think, Derek? <laughs> I've watched that video of him falling. Not that that's his funniest line, but him falling on that basketball hoop is, like, just hard not to laugh every single time you see it. I mean, it's so brutal. <laughs> it's like, like, the, the thump noise in its own right is just earth well imagine how painful that was for him and he made that into a very not only teachable moment i think but but like he capitalized on it big time i mean a lot of people tuned in just to watch the calamity that was poor fucker man i mean he took his stride started doing physical therapy as soon as he could so good for him yeah, but also good for him that he was like almost what was it like almost nine feet True that story. he was dunking on. I mean, yeah. not a bad effort. Well, not a bad effort. Good work. <laughs> a little bit over, I guess his capabilities, <laughs> say, but may, like he gave it a shot. Yeah, maybe a bad effort, all in all. But I hear what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> maybe all in all, terrible. But I hear what you're saying. We'll give terrible it benefit all of the right. doubt. All right, who's up first? We got Billy Corbin. All right, he jumps in with some oh, hard Lord. COVID He's energy. Yeah. Well, 
he's an excellent uh, yeah, he's documentarian. That's for sure. When I think of when I, yeah, he has a good voice for um, like podcasts or just I like how speaking he just, in general. It's almost. I was just gonna say go how on. he reps Florida so hard. Like, <laughs> he, he gives me a good insight to what a, a natural Floridian would be, kind of. And I, that's not like pinpointing any certain type of person, but the way he just like owned all the like. I don't even want to say stereotypes, but just the things that are associated with Florida was it was kind of refreshing in some regard. Yeah, he. I mean, I don't know I, that I don't state either, yeah. all that well, but like the way right. he was describing it, it seems like right. he knows it and like, loves it still. You know, despite the chaos, he's like, I right. he's love like, this the party. Just doesn't stop. Like as long as it doesn't, does, as long as it doesn't stop, mm. nobody looks mm. at anybody weird. Da 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 da. da. It's just like, to be fair, I mean, our buddy Dalton is right. a big fan of that area. He's from there, and he's he's like an accepting, non-judgmental right. person, too. Yeah. You know? Are you saying that's how Florida people are? Uh-oh. No, no, I just oh, meant the, like he was, yeah. like how he yeah, knows that it's chaotic, he's but also yeah, accepts sure. it. Yeah, you could easily just be like, all right, that place is insane, spent- I'm leaving. But he's like, no, yeah. no, no. There's yeah. good stuff here. There's like important. Have you not spent shit any time in Florida at all? Not really. I've been to Miami once, Fort Lauderdale. I used to fly, out, like, uh, not fly out of there, but go on those, uh, uh, like, scuba diving trips. So you know, you go on the, you go on the boat, and then. Um, you know, eat with old people for a week and then stop nice. at a bunch of Sounds islands. Like a lot of yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good times. Good times. Some wild stuff happens out yeah. there, though, for sure. I've only heard stories, but I it had, sounds like I had an interesting, interesting experience in Florida. <laughs> this guy was trying to get R.I.P. Dude, I already this... hear your ice cubes. Are you rattling around this ice cubes this... already? <laughs> I swear, Garrett, I asked you one thing before we started this podcast, and you're like already yeah, rattling around like ice cubes. Talking, t- talking about Florida got me all, <laughs> all clammed up. I'm sorry. Um, Have you spent much like time out there or no? Four days during COVID. It was in Tampa, but you would have thought that nothing was going on. It was, it was awesome. It was a great refreshing ah. little trip for sure. Um, yeah, I I've never been out there at the height of summer though, and I would imagine that it would be so hot and humid that that, yeah, that would drive me nuts. A, a banger for sure. I, I mean, I'm from Arizona, and every time people say it's dry heat, as cliche as it sounds, it's there. Uh, there's a lot of truth to that because the humidity when you walk outside and you just feel like it's you've already gotten out of the shower. It's a rough pill to swallow. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Arizona's very dry. Yeah, right. It's like New Mexico, right. right? Yeah, and that's more of the heat that I can tell if I can right. do heat at all. I mean, being from England and as white as I am, I, you know, I'm not designed right. for direct sunlight. So if it does happen, uh, you know, there has to be some other advantage I have, which is not <laughs> humidity. I mean, even spending t- well, but like I really enjoyed Tennessee a lot. I had a lot of fun down there, and that right. that's brutal. I remember walking down t- 
to meet a friend of mine at a, a local bar from the house. And I was like, oh, it's only a mile. I just walked down. By the time I got there, my T-shirt was so wet, it looked like I would ran <laughs> down there. I mean, it was embarrassing. I was like trying to dry myself in the bathroom. I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm built for this place. <laughs> I haven't spent my... I was. I know yeah, it's a lot. See, but I was out on the water recently, and I was like, I get it. It's big guys sweat hard. That's what happens. Yeah, but I mean, what right. a history of a place. I mean, you take the Cocaine Cowboys documentary, and uh, I only watched half of the second one. I kind of felt bad because I really love the first one, so I should put a bit of time in. I meant to watch it before this, but they. God, wow. what an eye-opener to, like, what crazy of a world. And when he was talking about what Florida right. makes money with, like, their exports or, like, whatever, and the, and during that time, the, the right. like, drug thing was twice any yeah, right. other industry. Just, like, tr- trying to find places I to mean, put money. That's, like, the main industry, too. Laundering money. Yeah, but. right? But doesn't it make you, like, you think... We have law enforcement. Like, we all are careful about the law, like you should be. Right. You know, you don't want to get in trouble. But there's there's seven plus billion dollars of this behavior yeah. going on down there. And you assume that most of it's just going completely below the radar. It's like, does this make you think that so much is happening that the cops are stopping like a huge percentage of it, so it'll be way higher, or not they're not even close. close? Not even. It's like maybe it's nine billion. They slow down two, but they're That's basically best ineffective. Case too. That's like best case. A hundred percent, dude. So? It's so crazy. If you just took the wheels right off of the thing and made everything legal, like we've talked about before, yeah. You're going to have an initial time where some people are going to die off and some people are going to take advantage of some stuff. But it's kind of the same idea. It's like guns don't kill people like fucking people kill people, right? So it's like, I don't know. At some point in time, it, they do. They're, guns they're, help, they, though. They'll give you a boost there. But <laughs> I'm just saying as far as like, why are we handcuffing people's decisions on what they can do? I mean, it's an interesting thing to think that somebody else dictates your life because of their experiences or their like what it comes down to is who they're being lobbied by is what it all comes down to so but all right so let's imagine that they nationally made cocaine legal during the 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 time that florida had the most Mm -hmm. cocaine running through it do you think even florida would approve that maybe the government there but like the people wouldn't because then it's just legal everywhere, and they don't have any. I mean, that's importing one advantage. Like, even the criminals would be against it. They'd let's be like, keep, "Hey, hold on, keep, this is our job. Let's keep this, this is what we're good at." Incentive still there. Yeah. See, you've you already exposed the problem, <laughs> the issue there. You know what I mean? It's a. You just said it yourself. It's a non-issue <laughs> if you make it a non-issue. But we, we're so, so many jobs and so many things like, are recycled around it. It's, yeah, it sounded like entire 100%. like industries 100%. were held up by this right. during that time. So, and now a lot of people live in really big houses, you know, a generation or so later because awesome. of the impact of what do you say, Marco Rubio? Yeah. Right, his family right. was like from that. Yeah, I bet he doesn't no, like to talk about it. that. <laughs> 
it's so interesting how they talk about how all the contracts and whatnot that are all written for like those bridges and what you know when he was saying did you hear about that how those bridges were collapsing it's like yeah yeah that just seems so naive i don't know i don't know it seems when you're not funding an operation because of a contract situation but you know that the bridge is potentially about about to break it's like what is your job as a government official at that point i thought that yeah taking I mean, payoffs that's the only deal is get as get as much money as, you can, as you can that's that's the net. <laughs> Yeah, I like the I like the thing about the uh, bands, how he oh, was yeah, saying that the rock bands would, um, right. yeah, they would have a code for cocaine. What uh, the fuck was it? Um, I was, was it? Yeah, oh, piano tuning. I was thinking about, that I was was thinking about them snorting. Yeah, blow through the piano keys. I couldn't think of what it was though. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like nine thousand dollars on <laughs> piano tuning. There's like one piano in this album. A lot look, of good music look, came from that. That's why you. That's why you don't want no. the accountants too close to your uh, right. rock band lifestyle. Keep your distance. I'm gonna mess. Yeah, keep your distance. It makes a lot of sense. Those, that was hilarious. I did find it interesting it. about those iguanas that are cruising through the trees and they freeze up and then fall down, thaw out, and run away. That's kind of fucking scary, huh? Mm. Well. There's a lot of, you know, crazy animals there in Florida, to be honest. I mean, I, I don't know. Big-ass snakes and the yeah, alligators, I, right? I, or is it crocodiles? It's, it's alligators. Florida gators. Yeah. Big-ass big pythons and big-ass iguanas. Mm. Yeah. A bunch of fucking reptiles. Well, it wasn't... Uh, That's got to tell you something uh, about Tiger the place. King filmed in Florida, too. Handled no. Um, no. no, I don't think so. I think that was like right, Texas. Close enough. I, no, I no, Texas ish. Let's have know. a look. Oh, may no, like maybe Oklahoma or like somewhere close to that. Tiger King location. All right, bear with us, fellas. Tiger King location. You reckon? Yeah, it might be. I don't know. Tiger King, but oh, now I'm way off area. That's the, the, it's not getting, it's not getting my thing. Anyway, right. wherever it is, that's also a crazy place. Exotic Animal Park, Oklahoma. Was it? Would um, you uh, what, what, what would you make a documentary yeah. of if you were to do a documentary? What do you think would what would what would what would, what would Ooh, warrant a documentary from your perspective? Yeah, have you ever heard of that guy? What's his name? Like Louis, someone. He's been on Rogan a bunch of times. He's Louis. an English guy, Louis documentarian. He, I should remember his last name. He's very good, but um, he he like infiltrates places like religious mm. cults, like really gets in there. Um, man, I feel bad. That I can't remember his name, but that's kind of how I'd want to do it. I want to get like right in there and see what fucking I or, or maybe a QAnon one. Like get right in there and like see where this came from and like why people think about that because it seems so absurd to me. I mean, all the you know you take the far left right. and their wokest shit like, that's nuts too. But 
but the Q one, I felt like had the best chance of going way off the rails. Like you could, you could take people <laughs> with dark water. Like, give me an example how. Well, I think it, some of it, like they thought that um, people were like uh, bleeding children for a certain type of blood to get their adrenochrome, and that is that's dark, right? So, so let's say like no, let's not take anything away from the QAnon thinkers, but if you heard that something that heinous could be happening and you believed it like all of us as humans should be like well we're yeah. definitely against that that's definitely the worst thing you could do so we got to do everything wasn't there some crazy it. shit about pizzagate right. and all that cool. too that's pretty i mean well yeah that's all same the kind of, same kind like of stuff crazy like propaganda stuff right yeah yeah right and and I mean, I don't think there was a ton of real good evidence to support it. But if you look at what they're doing, like the the tenets of it are not the worst. Like they think that maybe the worst thing they've ever heard is happening and they should do something about it. That's a good thing, right? If you hear a bad right. thing is happening, in you should theory. want to stop it. The the Yeah, in theory, but the... But the fear there is, like, how did something like that start? And after that, are we just coming up with, you know, if you if you were to make your own conspiracy, wouldn't you then take the rules of, like, picking the craziest shit we could think of and being like, that's happening, we need to stop it. And that's, like, the fastest way to get to <laughs> Doesn't that feel team. like you just, you just described vax or anti-vax or, like, anything that's going on with COVID right now? I mean, in so, lot many, of in so many different like sure. levels to that, but yeah, that's like exactly how it pans out. I, it almost feels a little less nowadays. I, I, as the days progress, it seems as though I don't know what you have to say on the news for people's minds to be like perked up at this point. And I don't know how much confidence people have still in this government. If you do, I, 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 I don't know what to say. I, I don't know one way or the other. Like. But all the things that I've observed have not made me have any kind of confidence in anything that anybody else is telling me at this point. And not that it's like an anarchist kind of thought process, but I think we were... <laughs> so you're not listening to anyone? No, not at all. That's not, that's not my point. point. I'm trying to I'm take hearing. like educated thoughts and, and formulate my own opinion on what's going on. But to believe one way or another based on just some like narrative you hear or a story that you catch on Instagram seems to be like what people do and change their mind on the daily. And it's like... <laughs> How are you making your decisions on I'm this? I'm, I'm just considering my issue. health as the primary and paramount thing in my life and continuing to make that... The, the goal to like make that what I'm focusing on and, and, and to know that the thoughts and the attitudes and the habits that I'm trying to like continue on are positive. So it's like, it's making this like, you know, fair enough. Aren't you drinking a white claw I, right am now? Am I though? really, or a truly, really, truly it's only one. <clears throat> it's only one. Oh, that's how we, okay. It's only one. Fair enough. Every, everything in moderation, but Fair enough. you know, it's that—that's not bad advice. All right, let's jump over to Kyle Donigan. Um, 
and uh, what's his Metz- body's name? Met- Metzger. I forgot. Kurt. Yeah, Metzger. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad they were both on. I will start by saying that I feel like a little bit Kyle was struggling to to like find space okay. to talk a little bit. Well, I think Kyle, I mean, um, Kurt and Joe have maybe stronger personalities. So Kyle struggled a, lo- a little bit to get his voice out there. And, um, and that's okay. Like, that's how it was. But, like, either way, I'm a, I'm a big fan of both of them and what they're doing. I just, uh, I felt kind of bad for Kyle. Seems, seems like he couldn't get his know. voice out on this I one. Think that might just be Is that just I felt, me? I, I, I felt... Uh... <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought that I thought it was hilarious. He's such a gem, dude. Dude, if you yeah, watch the Star Trek yeah, I thing that they've that done, yet, but I've watched so so many so many of his oh, videos dude, that it's so good. Joe's referred us to is just like hands down, just laugh out loud shit. <laughs> dude, so the Star good. Trek so one good. is brilliant. It's basically he's just put every character that Kyle can do Star well Trek. in the show and even elon is he's the engineer guy like scotty and he's just, I love how he it's retracts, how he retracts his so statements good. on bill maher <laughs> that was pretty funny you hear his he heard his uh in person impersonation of him yeah oh yeah but yeah then he, but he's, then he's really like, good at doing bill maher <laughs> he was talking about how he took the private plane with him over there and they're actually probably like really good friends, but he kind of probably went overboard on his, on his uh, impersonation. He said Bill Maher got a little butt hurt, but whatever. What are you gonna do? You know, th- did you think that it kind of sounded like because he was dating right. Sarah it's, Silverman, and Bill liked Sarah Silverman, that that he yeah. was kind of annoyed with Kyle. That's an interesting. To be honest, I think that may have right. created the feud. Thing. Like the semi feud between them, but here's the thing: like you take those frustrations out of it, they're both right. very funny comedians, and I'm yeah. sure they would get on just fine. But you know, you get you get yes. chicks involved, bro. It's interesting. It's uh, it's gonna create some tension. Sarah Silverman is super hot. Uh, I mean, I will say that okay. she's Fair. she's lovely. Uh, I, I mean, no, you don't think not so? Unattractive woman, but it wouldn't be my go-to lady. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Doesn't seem like the time to insult Sarah Silverman, but that's fine. Sarah, I got love for you. <laughs> yeah, mate, she's great. But there, so many yeah. of the skits they're doing. The Pussy <laughs> Podcast is truly brilliant. Yeah, what's the other one? The, like, is it what is it called? The sassy guy, dude, dude, that, dude, like throws his, his glasses off all the time. It's yeah, that's beyond good. To be honest, that is so funny. <clears throat> I want to. I, I would like to. Yeah, he just crushes it, and it's so crazy now that like, like Joe was saying, this is maybe the funniest show, comedy right. sketch show that exists. Right. So whether you think it is or not, right. it's definitely good. Right. It's, it's way up there. I mean, some of those skits are absolutely brilliant. Yet there's still no space for it on television. Like, even Netflix didn't buy this for whatever reason. And I thought Netflix was just taking... I mean, look at how South Park has just somehow maneuvered and dominated 
through all this bullshit, they still have like the free pass, like Dave does, basically. Yeah, there's, 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 but you know, I think even Kurt talked about it. They like South Park say, has owned their place, you know, and probably made That's space for other right. um, things like it, but no one That's gets that, the free except for the passage that the only South Park gets. They really, yeah, they are like the forefront. Right. They're like the tip of the spear for, and, and thank God they also became really the totally. most popular thing right. when it comes to comedy. Otherwise, you know, you wouldn't know how important this is. It's, it's almost like they've been told, look, this mm-hmm. is the funniest thing. So if you can figure it out with your lawyers and the Keep bullshit doing. producers, make it work and right. find other shows like this. But if you can't, I guess we just keep South Park where uh-huh. it is because it's too valuable. I agree. I agree. But we need more of that. I don't know how you open that space. I don't know how you open that space now. It's like, how do we come back from that? Because is woke the thing Mm. of the future? Is the woke the thing of the now? Because is it going to just... I don't know. Dude, everything kind of comes around and goes around. You just can't let any direction. Like, far, far left, far, far right. Like, you just can't have any extreme philosophy become the most dominant yeah. philosophy, I think. And if you can just kind of slosh around in the middle somewhere, even like if it's ugly, medicine, it's... Like, for everybody involved. Slosh in the, slosh in the middle. Yeah, somewhat. Pitch that. Slosh in the middle. That's the new... <laughs> that's the t-shirt. Slosh in the middle. I'm, what did you think of the oh men apology God. video they I, played? I kept, I kept trying to, Dude, I kept pressing fifteen seconds. <laughs> so kept pressing fifteen seconds back just so I go rewatch it and then watch Will Ferrell do it till they like verba- verbatim said it. Yeah, uh, I listened to that like three times, and I often don't rewind same, same. a Rogan podcast, but I just had to make sure what I heard was true. I couldn't believe it. Uh, how do you get that? Do you walk out so, of that and then you're like, go give your wife a hug and a kiss after you do that? Or how does that work? <laughs> no, you you apologize to her immediately for how much of an asshole you've probably been. Oh, that life. was fucking... Un- <laughs> the fact the Will Ferrell one was like verbatim, verbatim the same. They they didn't word, change it. They didn't want to. They're like, no, word just for keep word. the same that words. Was fucking priceless. <laughs> I, didn't, that was, I didn't know that was a real thing. Yeah. I was enlightened by that. Yeah, that was a real thing. Real people did that. And, you know, I think their intentions were good. I don't no, think their intentions were bad. But, but like, there's some underlying thing there they're doing. That there's, like a va- there's, like, a vanity thing. Just... Where like, I'm better than you because this is what I'm... This is how much deeper I've thought about this. Like, a thing mm. that's, like... I, I don't want to say an entitlement, yeah. but, like, I, I'm more... I'm more enlightened than you to this fact. This is why I feel this way. It's like, come on, dude. Come on. Yeah. Fem- from yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's easy to just be like, I don't think those guys no. do hard physical things. That kind of sounds shitty because maybe they do, right? And maybe they're also very sympathetic or maybe they maybe had a sister all, that was maybe like... Maybe they're all, they're all or actors. F- you know, someone they know that was... 
Yeah, maybe. But maybe they had someone female they know that was really some hurt male, by male masculinity. Some guns. Sure. I, I'm not. I, well, listen, I'm not saying. But the problem is, a video like that is right. not going not to sell. Exist, but yeah, that's not the, the crowd game changer there. of the video. There, you'd want to hear. Some, I think if there's I a think better females way, females would have to it. maybe speak on that behalf. I know that would take some extra thoughts, but I, I, yeah, for whatever reason, that was an interesting situation. I didn't know that existed up until that moment. <laughs> it was very funny and you know it should be mocked it should be mocked because it was too silly I, I, that's all there is to it I agree. and that's okay that's you, okay they were trying how, but it was how much did you appreciate how Kyle basically is where he is right now the way he described that story in such like literal terms where he was like so yeah I got pulled on YouTube this that and the other and then Rogan found my videos and here we are did you did you hear that little like <laughs> I don't think yeah. he that up until that moment either. Do you think so? I don't, you know, I don't know. I know Rogan is talked about him a lot, so Rogan probably think he probably understands that anything somebody, he talks about in a really positive on. way will will get bigger, but yeah, maybe he doesn't know the right. impact that it makes always, like fully understands it. You know, I'm sure he doesn't like hit up Kyle afterwards and say, hey, I talked about you a lot this right. week. Has sure. that helped you? No, I'm sure. You know, he's got other shit to do, but it is kind of yeah. cool to hear back from it. And also, it's justified because yeah. Kyle's shit is that funny. And getting the word out there on Instagram or YouTube is much harder than if a ser- like a Netflix picks him up and advertises right. him a lot. Good like, point. that's going to be enough. So there's this new medium... that we all watch and you wouldn't maybe know to i just happened to already be following kyle because i spent a lot of time at the comedy store but i don't know if i would have known about his instagram otherwise so a lot of people didn't so good for him for doing it like point it out and it also takes the power away from from all these producers and execs and tv shows that are you know, what a, putting the what kibosh nice on people, man. And all these streaming force like platforms are for creative people. So it's it's nice to see what's come from it, you know. Yeah, yeah, and you know yeah. what? They're getting pushback too. Like even Joe moved away shit. from YouTube, so it's almost like it's it's more like the 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 infrastructure in place like the TV shows, even the social media. Like everyone's on. Right. Like you watch yourself. Because the real talent right. is the comedy, and we they will find new avenues to get their message out there without being right. kind of constrained to whatever. Com- comedy is almost like the legal put on. news to some extent. If you think about it, it's always you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> do you think that started with the Daily Show? That's, what I, that, like that's where I got day. my news. Yeah, from. right. Like, so important. It just became a thing that it was like the first time ever we had. I guess we had, in a sense, you that could was look like at like high school um, too, and I felt like I was like uh, in, in in the know because I watched that show. I felt like I knew some shit. Yeah, but like Weekend mm-hmm. Update was a bit like true, that on true. SNL, even though it was like clearly all hilarious, and they didn't make as right. bold a news <laughs> points. But when John Stewart just started, and it's a very liberal show that the daily show back in the right. day i think it still is but 
how they like you take that out of it right there was no real comedy before that actually went kind of fairly deep into um mm. stories and broken down and now we have an offshoot of the daily show which is that uh what's the john oliver Weekend one update. week yeah. the weekly update or whatever I mean, I, yeah I, and uh no no i don't think it's called that but anyway yeah that one is really good because he goes real deep gets real serious and then breaks it up with comedy and that's a great way to learn anything i need to reinvest some time into that show i haven't been there i've been so shut off from all the news at this point too to be honest i don't i try and just disassociate from any of it because you can like they've said in the past, you can find anything you want that supports your narrative. Like literally if you Google it, you'll find something that's on there that supports it. So at this point, it's like you need to just start mm. making some conscious decisions and what works for you as opposed to looking for outside like entities to fulfill you. <coughs> I, I mean. It's true. If this, if it's very times, true. Yeah, you got to be careful with it, I think, a little bit. There, there's like a balance now between too much and right. and not enough and it, it seems like so much of it is bullshit that not enough is almost the the better way to go but then right. you just don't well, know anything so you gotta I mean, be careful a- the joe rogan experience review podcast is brought to you by bet dsi you guys looking for a place to bet on nfl and ncaa football BetDSI is an industry leader in football betting and the perfect sports book for both novice and professional bettors alike. At BetDSI, you can also enjoy in-game betting. You can bet your favorite teams all game, including props on nearly every play on the final whistle. New members get a 100% bonus match using promo code JRE100. That's more than double your money to start winning today. Once again... Go to B-E-T-D-S-I.com. That's BetDSI.com. Use promo code JRE100 and get this limited time 100% bonus offer to make some extra cash in the sports you know and love. Use Bitcoin and get 100% deposit bonus on your first two deposits up to 2000 It's only a game until you bet it at BetDSI. Let's go. Peace out. Let's jump over to Anna yeah. Lembeck um, and finish up with the addiction one. Uh, I took a lot of notes on this, like I almost never do, but I found this one pretty fascinating. Right. She's a psychiatrist. She said that addiction is changing the way we feel in the moment instead of just feeling how we feel. So like, you find a thing that you can focus on so you don't have to feel how you're feeling. What do you think about that? Mm, I go back and forth with this. Uh, um, I was trying to be completely on board, but like like she said, everything is subjective when it comes to psychology and it comes to this kind of this kind of stuff. It's like where are you at in your head? What's going on in your life? How are you dealing with these problems? What are you being affected by? There's so many different outlining like variables that go in. So when it's like when it you try and write like a subscription or a prescription to like a problem such as this. It just seems like a, it's obviously a case by case basis. And you can say that about anything when it comes to diagnosing somebody, but 
Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's a slippery slope to say. Wait, wait. Yeah, but say that. Like, let's talk about the one thing that Joe identified. Like, not just right, gaming. Right. He knew that wasn't great. But let's right. take something walk, like pool that he talked about. Yeah. Right. right. Well, you can learn from it, right? You can get better at it. You can master it. You can, you can appreciate like the geometries. I haven't played a lot of pool, so but you know he's appreciating these things. But also, he knows that I can't play this right. fucking eight hours a day. So is it that he just enjoys it so much that he can't stop playing it, or is it hiding him from some way that he's feeling, which is what she's alluding at? It's like, is it becoming then a distraction that doesn't seem ordinarily bad for you? Because right. it's not like you're just right. drinking the whole time. You're actually trying to stay focused and learn something right. and be good at it. But is it potentially one of those things where you're like, it's stopping you, I don't know, doing and thinking about things that no, I don't, maybe I don't would be better? I think that's all conducive to the situation that's the thing it's like when you try and draw like a line in the sand on what what's good what's bad like you said it's not like you're drinking like you're staying focused you're probably you could probably draw on a lot of good things from the pool experience like bonding with people like like you said the geometry i'm sure there's a lot of stuff that goes into it even when it comes to like physical stuff like we go back and forth with that like they had like that's something that regardless if you decide you want to become addicted to something that find that that's going to be the one thing that's what I, I we've made we've made it's like mm. if you want to have anxiety and these things that go along in life and i know that there's clinical anxiety and whatnot but i genuinely want to have the time when people are like i'm so depressed like if you're so depressed like go let's let's go run through a workout for two hours and then by the time you're done with that and you can look back and see the sweat trail that you just left on the fucking mat or whatever you did let me know where you find that time to be anxious and you find that time to be depressed, at least in that moment. I'm not saying you can't come back to that and that's not a thing, but let, let's go ahead and prescribe that first and foremost on any of these things before we start saying that people need any kind of prescription pills. Let's start with that. And if that... Well, she did, she, she did she say said that, it's helpful, though, right? She said working out, right. prayer, right. and don't lie. Like then, these are like it's, the first it's, it's a weird thing to tell things. No, not at all. It's a weird thing to just be like, all right, hey, stop doing this for thirty days and then we'll figure it out. It's like, well, that's kind of a weird way to approach addiction because, not that that's not possible, but I know if I was like on a cocaine bender or something like, back in the day, for you just to be like up and come in the middle of that and be like, hey, I'm gonna need to stop for thirty days. And you're just like, the vast majority of people are not just gonna be like, all right, sounds like a plan. Like that first day after they just got the DUI, it sounds like a good idea, but two or three days puddle around. And then you're like, <laughs> fuck, I got some idle time on my hands. I remember how fun I had when I was doing this, that, and the other. It's like the notion and the and the, the optimism of the 30 days makes sense in theory, but it's like a, that's a, a like that's what you – and I'm not criticizing her because I think that's a good like optimum thing because I know that in order to like design a habit, it can, they say it takes 21 days. So fair enough, but like – just the initial thought process that you're going to go tell somebody who's hooked on whatever just to be like, all right, we're going to take these 30 days. You know, it's like, okay, that's that's in a perfect world, right? For me. Yeah. Yeah, well, they right. talked about the gremlins, bro. Sure. Gremlins are getting I mean, in I've, there. I've dealt with some gremlins. I'd be lying if I said otherwise. But 
I think that's why I was so surprised that that she was kind of against Joe talking about right. psychedelic well, stuff. Because it almost seemed like, and I liked a lot of what she was saying. I think I'm sure a lot of the processes that she uses are actually right. beneficial. And she's worried about new addictions, right? She's like, well, what would be a bad addiction out of um, prey, workout, and then don't lie? Like, not bad things, right, at any point. But also, I've spoken to people, and, you know, even my recent podcast with Aaron Blaine, it's like, well, you know, some people have some real trauma, and they've tried a lot of different things that are similar to that, and... There could be benefits there. I'm sure there are. I'm sure that there's nothing wrong with workout, pray, right. and don't lie. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's great, a place great place to start. But there's some traumas that are real yeah. deep for people. And psychedelics have played a really positive yeah, role. And you could say all day long, we need more yeah. research. We need more. I get it. But how do we get more research if right. clinicians yeah. like you don't right. agree or like at least say, hey, we sh- we should look into it, not just let's take a step right. back. We need research. How do we even make research <laughs> not, not, not if to, they're not, not on board to, with it? Like assimilate a, a lot of different things to that same kind of similar thought process. What if we started doing that with politics too? Like things, like let's start like evaluating different situations like in politics that maybe haven't worked up to this point, and let's just try something a little bit different. Like that's the whole old school mentality when it's like just to the uh, initial reaction is to be opposed to psychedelics because that hasn't been the common narrative and that hasn't been the common solution. It's like we got to try some different things because obviously what we've been trying hasn't necessarily worked. So let's at least try. Worst case scenario, we fail, but at mm. least we tried and now we know what not to do. Like we've done that in so many other areas of our life and our like biology and our like just growth as humans it's like why do we stunt it in all these other places just based on stupid logic it's like let's try some shit <laughs> you know yeah have you have you had any um addictions uh, like video games I, like you struggle with I, I i can't say that i have had anything i mean I'd be, prior to working out i was probably just addicted to being lazy like i i think you start to get like an identity by certain things like you know those people it's interesting the gamers or like the skaters or the whatever like you start to adapt to this identity and then once i've noticed that more and more in my life like the more identity i am this person that does this i am this person that follows through with this like the the follow-up and the continued behavior makes your like resume and your identity attached to that so I find it interesting it's like i'm a football player i'm this like that's how people like define their identity so to say that I have one one thing or another, I, I've tried to associate that to like we're the athletic guys. Like we we still value our health. Like we like to party and have fun, but that's always going to be paramount in our life. And I've noticed that that kind of medicine is like can't be fulfilled any other way <clears throat> for me. But I think that, that I think that that's a uh, okay. pretty much parallel ground with anybody that I've ever met. No one's ever walked out of the gym when I'm working out with us and been like, man, I wish I didn't do that. It's like, that's never zero, zero times out of a million times has ever happened. So <clears throat> whatever. I left that step challenge with you and I was like, yeah, God, I wish I didn't bitch. do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Probably true. I'm struggling with it this month. I'm so I'm two in and I have nine days, so I already have to do a double. I'm trying to get through. Trying to get through. Yeah, I'll, I know you. I, I think I can do I it. Know you can do. I think you can get to it. Seventeen hundred steps, man. That's well, a lot of lot fucking steps. Well, if I'd spent the whole month doing it instead of forgetting yeah. I had to do it, it would be a little easier. Yeah. Pressure yeah. makes diamonds, uh, but well, that's a thing that she talks about. She talks about how through a therapy she gives people a difficult like try, tries to make difficult challenges and they don't have to be necessarily mm -hmm. physical, you know, there's a lot of different things that like take people out of their comfort zones. And it seems across the board, another example of like, there's no downside to it. Like you may think so in the moment, like let's say going to Toastmasters, which is that place you go to where you right. like make the speeches and things. Um, you know, it, it, I've right. done that. It's awkward. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. You don't really enjoy uh, going I think ever, see. I would say. But like you do think You find, you find that, the benefit in vulnerability. Um, Yeah, I mean, you leave feeling good because you've achieved something. Like, you've learned something, you push yourself hard, and that's kind of, right. that's an important thing. So, you know, stuff like that does make a lot of sense. And I like that she prescribes it. Because you would think in some way, depending on, you know, the state of a patient's, like, I don't know how gently you need to kind of orient those people, but it's nice that that there's still right. that part of it, you know? Like make it. Difficult. Yeah, I mean, I think that when it comes to anything psychiatry-wise, like it's all, all about do your homework. You know what I mean? You can tell if people are doing their homework. But I, I wanted to touch on another thing about where she said, when dealing with trauma, it's not necessarily like an importance to necessarily find where that trauma came from, because it seems like with psychiatry, so much of the time is spent like trying to dig up these roots of like why you feel a certain kind of way. And it's like, maybe we just evaluate the feeling. We don't necessarily have to go right back to it where our dad punched us or whatever, whatever happened. You know what I mean? Maybe it's like we just move forward and we like embrace that thought and figure out how do we move forward from it as opposed to like constantly beating up why we feel some kind of way. Because I don't, I mean, what, what, what are you going to be like? You come to this like realization where you're like, all right, well, it was that day on that moment. That's why I felt that way. So this, that's why I did that in high school. And that's why that relationship ended up that way. It's like, what are you really going to gain from that? From my perspective, it's like, let's just pick up the fucking pieces and build a new ship. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. But it gets dark. <laughs> well, get, a light, there, get a light. Get a friend. Get a friend and get, get a dark. light. Yeah, but that's I not know. as simple as that, is it? You can't go to the fucking store and buy a light. I agree. There's a lot of factors. You know, you gotta have support. Right. You gotta I'm, have good therapy. Just dig it deeper. Just dig, dig know, it deeper really down. Tough spot. Just dig it deep. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, what is that? What does that I, mean? I, I, I what is dig it deeper down? You know, people are like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I know, being a dick, being a huge dick. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't like Ibogaine either. She was not she was not into that. But it sounded like she didn't know a lot about it. Not that I do, but I she kind of was alluding to the fact that it might be, you know, something you could get addicted yeah. to. And it doesn't sound like are you climbing no, cans around no. now? No. Bro. Just, just, two, just cans. two cans. No, I think it's interesting when, isn't it interesting whenever people have that, that much like uh 
one way or another about something that they don't have a whole lot of thought or experience on, how often is that happening in the vast majority of circumstances? Well, yeah, but I mean, it's shocking coming from someone that is saying that she has an MD and a specialization in in like mental health for her to be kind of so dismissive of the potential good of those sorts of psychedelics like that's a a little concerning to me and i by no means am saying that i should even have a more educated opinion because of her qualifications but but it's still a bit shocking it's almost like an architecture talking to me and being like you know what there's a lot of good building materials but you know i'm just not believing in concrete right now you can have you can have wait a second what no, we just stack the blocks. Well, that's the thing. And you can have theories like, on anything, on. but you until you've actually experienced it for yourself, you don't really have a, a, a leg to stand on from my perspective. Yeah, but who would have a leg then if it isn't like the MDs that study Well, you could study it, but wouldn't you need your own frame level? of reference? Like, wouldn't you need your own experience for you to feel one way or another about it? Because you can look at things from a... You can look well, at things yeah, from an true. outside perspective and what the words say and what you're supposed to do and what's supposed to happen, but until you actually have a frame of reference, all you're doing is speculating, right? Mm. That's what it sounded like. Mm. I like the last thing she was talking about when she was talking about narcissists. It's probably the most interesting thing no, I've ever true. heard about like narcissistic behavior, that they separate right. from the tribe, Right. In a sense, they're separating mm-hmm. themselves from the tribe, even though they understand what the tribe right. and the value is there. But it's right. highly seductive because of the right. the hype that our modern culture sets in, which is that it kind of made me think about right. that wheel she was talking about, like how even the animals right. in nature will get on it. It's like maybe the animals that like that wheel the most. Totally. Are the totally. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't put that. I didn't. I didn't, yeah, I didn't put that together, right? but that makes sense. I mean, I don't know, but it's it's almost like one of those constructs. It's like even when you have everything that you could need in the most natural setting, with the right technologies focused on creating a system that's just going to have this right. positive feedback loop, you still get drawn in. Like we can't, we're getting so good at making <laughs> shit addictive that that it's almost impossible to escape from it, right? So you almost, I don't know, it gives me more sympathy with, like, yes. narcissistic shit, That's maybe. Something. Yeah. I don't know. I liked her, man. I thought she, she was very she was, oh, clever. She was, she was open she had a lot of good stuff to say. That she probably hasn't tried, like she said. At least she was a little bit, like, I got to give her credit for that. It just seemed like, I guess the only thing you can base things on is your own perspective and, a, like, from a clinical standpoint, she's a little older lady too, so she's probably like kind of, I don't want to say old school thinking because even like psychedelics now isn't necessarily like, that's probably a select group of people that are having those. Like it's not, that's not the common denominator across the medical field, I'm sure. But it is it is being, eva- it is being evaluated yeah, by I don't know. a bigger, bigger handful of folks now, I think, and it's starting to be a little bit more, I don't want to say mainstream, but at least accepted by more. Yeah, let's let's get her on again after uh, some ayahuasca. Let's see what she's got to say. That's it. All right, guys, thank you, and ladies, and whoever else for listening. I appreciate you guys as always, Garrett. Pleasure, guys. Peace Pleasure. and love. Thank you, family.
All right. Great. Next week, fellas. Later.